There was a very old man named Abraham. He and his wife had no children. One night, as Abraham gazed up at the starry sky, God told him that his family would outnumber the stars. Then God made him an incredible promise. Through Abraham, all nations would be blessed. And even though it seemed impossible, Abraham believed. You probably know that story from Genesis 15, but let me tell you about another man named Abraham. This Abraham had a dream to see every tribe in his African country make Jesus their Lord. One night, as this modern-day Abraham looked up at the same starry sky, he wondered how it would be possible to reach every tribe. They were scattered all across the nation, separated by deserts and mountains, divided by ethnic tensions and language barriers. How could it be done? He knew some missionaries who used the Jesus film, but how could he show a movie in places where there was no electricity? So as he sat under that starry sky with his friend Joseph, he prayed. I wish, I wish if there were a projector that uses solar system. And just like, man, I, I, I wish too. I, I never heard of something like that, but uh, <laughs> I like, man, that will make it for us very, very easy to do Jesus film in the villages. What Abraham didn't realize was that God was already orchestrating an answer to his prayer. At the same time, on the other side of the world in Georgia, a pastor received a solar-powered backpack projector system. I'm your masterpiece, through your deeds you created me. I'm your masterpiece, my God. I'm your master plan, and I bring the kingdom of the Son of Man. I'm your master plan, my God. Welcome to episode three of the 210 series. My name is Amanda Pileski. In this series, we're telling three stories of people whose lives converge in amazing ways because of their obedience and God's faithfulness. We've already heard the story of David and Stephanie Pileski in Albania and Anna with the Jesus film. Now let me introduce you to Abraham. Abraham's father was a high-ranking military general who had many wives. Abraham was one of 49 children, so he rarely received his father's attention. Often, his father couldn't even remember his name. That really had a significant impact on me. It hurt me because you are my dad and you don't know my name. And so I start becoming a troublemaker to put me in the center of my dad to know me. Just as he didn't know his earthly father well, Abraham also hadn't experienced the love of his heavenly father. Although he attended Mass every Sunday, he had a limited understanding of the Gospel. All I could come up with, according to my understanding by that age, is that sin is wrong, and if you die in sin, you go to hell. So that idea kept me up many nights. If I died in sin, I will go to hell. When Abraham was about 18, a missionary came to his church and invited him to a vacation Bible school. 
For the first time, Abraham heard that Jesus died to take away his sins and that he could experience the love of God through a relationship with Jesus Christ. And the moment he finished and he said, okay, hey, if you are here, he, he gave the invitation. I was the first to go in front, to run from there and, and, and pray with him. And, and I can explain the joy that fills my heart that day. And I remember that day, like just like yesterday, it was April 19, 1991. Abraham began traveling around and preaching the gospel. He felt called to reach his nation with the message of Jesus. However, tensions were rising between the Islamic and Christian regions of his nation and a civil war broke out. As the conflict worsened, Abraham was forced to flee his country. He arrived at a refugee camp in Syria, and three years later, he was resettled in the U.S. in Clarkston, Georgia. You may remember that we mentioned Clarkston in the last episode. It's down the road from our office at Renew. They say Clarkson is the most diverse square mile in America. There's only 20,000 people that live there, and about 14,000 of them are foreign-born. The elementary school in our little town has 110 different languages that are spoken in it, and the high school has 65 countries that are represented. So it's a pretty cool little mission field. That's Grant Haynes, the founder and director of Global Frontier Missions, a ministry based in Clarkston that trains missionaries to go to the nations. Clarkston's a really transitional community. Most of the people are only there like 18 to 24 months because as they learn English, they look to getting better jobs, moving into better school systems for their kids. So, you know, most of these guys are trying to embrace the American dream and help help their kids have a better life than the country that they came from, that they had to flee for their lives from. Like so many other refugees, Abraham arrived in Clarkston completely broke. He had only $10 in his pocket. But he wasn't there to chase the American dream. He knew he would one day return to his nation to preach the gospel. In the meantime, Abraham worked with another pastor named Gorashi to plant a church in Clarkston. After 12 years in the United States, he was finally able to return to his nation. He began going on medical outreaches to the various remote tribes across the country. On one trip, he brought together a team of people from different tribes. This blended group, normally divided by ethnic barriers, were now united because of their faith in Jesus. That experience gave Abraham a realization. Either we are not a Christian nation, or we are Christian, but we have never been disciples. Because our religion should be for Christ, not to our tribe. Our loyalty should be for Christ, not to our tribe. And so that leads us, okay, so what we need to do is say that we need to really evangelize the country. We need to disciple our people. But how are we going to do that? We have 64 tribes. We cannot do it. We speak only three languages. Abraham needed a way to communicate the gospel to every language and tribe in his nation. So one night, he sat under a starry sky and prayed that God would give him a solar-powered video projector so he could take the gospel to every tribe in their heart language. At the same moment, Stephanie Pulaski is meeting with some pastors in Clarkston, She felt compelled to bring a backpack projector system with her, which was unusual to bring to this kind of meeting. I had a little projector and I and I said, This is my projector that my husband made. He's a he's an engineer and he made this thing and it's solar and you can show the Jesus film and you know over seventeen hundred languages. And the man who organized the meeting said, I'm gonna buy that right now. 
And so they, we took the projector and gave it to the man that we didn't even know. I said, here, have the projector. And we said, well, that's wonderful. And we forgot all about it. The man who received the backpack was Pastor Gorashi, who had planted a church in Clarkston with Abraham. A week later, Gorashi calls Abraham and tells him that he has a projector. And not just any projector, but a portable, lightweight, solar-powered projector system equipped with the Jesus film. Can you believe what I'm just hearing? And like, what is happening? Alec, you cannot believe it. Last week, we would talk about solar system projector. And he's telling me that they have one projector using solar system. <laughs> and then I went back to the village and said, how soon can we have it? When Abraham and his team finally received the backpack, they were so excited that they immediately started driving out to one of the remote villages to show the Jesus film. And we were so excited, we forgot to charge the battery. So in the middle of the road, I like, oop, this thing is not charged. So I got out, we took out the, uh, the, 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 the solar panel, <laughs> tied it up in the <laughs> top of the car with the rope, and we are driving. <laughs> oh my God. Abraham began showing the Jesus film all over his nation. But violence began to break out again, and he was forced to return to the U.S., he was frustrated and could not understand why he was back in the U.S. when he knew he was called to reach his own people. But one morning, it became clear. Each morning at Renew, we have a time of prayer and worship. One day, we hosted a visit from Proskuneo, an intercultural worship ministry from Clarkston. Abraham happened to work with Proskuneo, and after leading worship for our staff, he started telling us some of his story. My dad, David Pulesky, shares what happened next. He tells the story, and he gets to a point in the story where he goes, and then God answered my prayers and brought me just what I had been fasting and praying for. It was a solar-powered projector system to show the Jesus film. Well, all of us there start laughing. He looks around like, why is everyone laughing at my very important story? This is like, God answered my prayers. And I kind of go, uh, do you know where you are? He goes, at a worship service with the ministry. He goes, no, this is where we make those projectors. And the place exploded. Everybody, he was just laughing and crying. It was just a beautiful moment. And everybody's eyes were open wide, big and like, wow. It's like an aha moment. My, my mind just is running as fast as trying to put everything together. I know, God, how this makes sense. And went back to the question, why am I back in the United States? I mean, my mind is running as fast as the computer tried to connect the dot. And the vision was reborn again. Abraham began to partner with us at Renew to fulfill this vision. And now thousands across Africa are hearing the gospel in their language for the first time. In the final episode, we're going to tell you one of those stories. It's a beautiful fulfillment of the promise made thousands of years ago when another man named Abraham chose to believe that through his family, all nations of the earth would be blessed. Abraham never saw that promise fulfilled in his lifetime, but through his faith, we are each invited into God's family where we have a heavenly father that knows us by name. Among the multitudes of families of the earth, God sees us, hears us, and knows us. For the modern-day Abraham, whose earthly father didn't know his name, this changed everything. I'm here now with this God that I've been introduced to, that God to that he knows my name. 
among that many, he knows my name, is so deep to me that knowing that I have a father who knows me by name. Oh God, Father in heaven, there is no one very like you. Oh God, Father in heaven, there is no one else like you. This podcast is a production of Renew World Outreach. For more information, visit our website at renewoutreach.org.